What's up, everybody? Welcome to a what, what would you call this? Like a cross promotion between Dads and Gaming and the Glock Nine Show? <laughs> a hybrid. <laughs> a hybrid. It's it's Glock and Goldie Unchained. Number, I guess you would say officially episode two. Octane can't join us this week on Dads and Gaming because he's uh, partying in. Ve- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's working this weekend in in in, 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 in Vegas. He's in, he's in Vegas on a, a quote unquote air quote business trip. We we know we know what you're doing, Octane. We hope he's having a, we hope he's having a good time. But he can't join us this week. He'll probably be back next week, uh, depending on how his hangover is. But <laughs> bro, you know you know Octane's gonna come back and kill me for this, right? Oh yeah. So anyways, this this episode is gonna be posted on Dads and Gaming and the Glock Nine Show. If you guys are listening on the Glock Nine Show, make sure whatever you're listening to it on, go follow Dads in Gaming. Very easy to find. The cover art is the dad with baby Carlos strapped to his chest. Easy to find Dads and Gaming. If you're listening for Dads and Gaming, you can follow my podcast, The Glock 9 Show, with my ugly mug as the cover. I appreciate it. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Goldie, what is new? What have you been up to? We were just talking before uh, we started the recording that you were turning into an old man and going to bed really early now. That's- <laughs> I, I am. I am. I gave up, I gave up coffee for Lent. Okay. Um, probably everyone's going to make fun of me the way I say that because it's coffee. Uh, but Dude, I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, everyone gives up like soda for Lent, and uh, say, okay. So, I, so, I, so, I was gonna yeah. say, so I'm, so I'm non-denomination Christian. We don't do Lent, um, okay. but uh, you know, I, I always have people ask me, like, hey, what are you giving up for Lent? I'm like, I don't do Lent. What are you, what are you doing? Like, almost everybody says caffeine or soda, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Whatever so, you do, you bro. Right. So I'm I'm Roman Catholic, um, and I haven't. I I went to Catholic school. You know, in elementary school was Catholic school for me. And when I got to the middle of um, middle school, which was eighth grade, is when I then started going to regular public school. So my fir- my impressionable years were in a in a religion setting. Um, so I, I followed it, you know, in through high school a little bit. You know, I still had would go to church here and there. Um, and then as I got into my 20s, it became more like just on the holidays kind of deal. Um, and then by late twenties, I had stopped going and it was just, I, my life didn't have time for it. So now my kids are, are old enough for their communion. So they have to go to religion classes, uh, once a week for an hour. And then we have to report to church on Saturday or Sunday. And they have to have a, like, they have like these sign in cards and they get it signed at the end of church. So where I'm, I've. I was out of it for so long, but like being that it's like, it's, it's just like second nature. Like as soon as we started going, it just became part of life again. So in the past, when I would do Lent, it would be soda. But, um, this year, it's probably been about five years, six years since I've done it this year. I figured, you know, I really don't drink soda. I stopped drinking soda, uh, when I started eating healthier and working out. So soda was cut out already. Um, so I was like, I'm not going to choose something that I, I, you know, that's already out. That's not fair. That's cheating the system. (laughs) So something that like I've wanted to cut back on is coffee. And that's what I decided to go with. And it's been, it's better now after a week. Uh, it was the first two days without having, like, I just felt off like my whole body just felt off and now that i'm not drinking three four cups a day yeah i'm 
going to bed early. <laughs> I've become an old man. Like I want to be in bed by nine thirty. I want to be asleep by ten. But I've also been waking up earlier, which is I like that. I'd rather wake up at a normal time than wake up at you know eight thirty, nine o'clock. Like I, I want to be up by six thirty-seven. So. Yeah. Which is an old man too, so you know. It's just, I've, I've, I'll be, I'll be thirty six this year, so I guess that's I've hit the the transition of it. Um, and real quick, so going back to what you were saying before with the Glock and Goldie Unchained, it's officially number two for for your show, the Glock Night Show. But for us on Dads and Gaming, it's episode seventy five, and this is our fourth time having having it uh glock and goldie unchained that's and, i was wondering how many times we've done it on dads and gaming yeah yeah this would be our fourth time and it's always fun you know i've doing one with just myself and octane or and, and then or listening to you and octane they're fun i enjoy it but i just there's something about when the two of us get together it just <laughs> there's no there's there's no rhyme or reason so I'm, i always look forward to these uh yeah uh any do-it-yourself projects going on right at the moment? Yeah, uh, I, I today, I started spray painting the first go-around of of my patio where it's going to be. I've, I it was a, it was, I measured it. I had a measuring tape, but like it, I wasn't like dead on. This is my measurements. It was more like so I could stop daydreaming about it <laughs> and just see spray paint lines, so I can kind of like get a better gauge. So I, I spray painted for the patio that I'm going to be putting in, and um, my uh, my neighbor Brian, who I've talked about um, multiple times, he's a great guy. Like he he's he's awesome. He's getting a new pool put in. Um, on Wednesday, they're they're going to be putting an in-ground pool in. They're going to start digging for that. So he has an above-ground in-tech pool a little bit bigger than what I had last year. So he's given me that so that I can upgrade my pool since he's going to be upgrading his. So today I did the measurements for that where I'm going to put that because it's going to be in a little bit different place because it is bigger. I had a 14-inch, a um, I'm mean, sorry, 14-foot in-tech pool, which is like a, it's a pop-up pool. You, yeah. You, you know, it's just up for the season. Um, he's giving me an 18 foot one. So it's going to be four feet bigger than what I had and two feet deeper than what I had. So it can't go in the same spot. Plus that's where part of the patio is going to be going. So today it was, was spray painting out, like just so I have a better idea. Uh, next week I plan on actually fully measuring it out. And then the following week after that, the ground will be soft enough and I can start I could start digging and, you know, start, you know, getting it all level and getting it prepped for, for the summer. I, I'm, my grandmother lives in Florida for the winter. She's going to be here. And my mom just moved to May, uh, to Maine. Sorry. So she'll be, so they're both going to be here for Mother's Day in May. They'll both be in New York. So we're going to be hosting Mother's Day at my house so that I can see my grandmother and my mom. So along with the rest of my family too you know my stepmom will be here um so that's i gotta have everything done by mother's day uh which is the first weekend in may or uh may 8th you got time so i got time but yeah like it's i keep saying that but what happens always is you start running out of time. <laughs> the, the more you think you have time, the faster that time runs out. And yeah. like now, you know, yesterday half the island got snow. You know, I'm on the south side of the island, so we didn't get snow. the the north the, the north part of it did. It wasn't a lot. It was, but it was like a slushy, messy, wintry snow. Um, 
now comes Saturday, we're going to have 51 degree weather all day. It's going to be raining all day. By Saturday night, temperature is going to drop and we're supposed to get snow like around a foot or two. So, I mean, not a foot or two, an inch or two. So, I can't, like, I, I want to start doing stuff, but I can't because the weather right now is just like, you know, one day we'll have 50, 51 degrees and then the next it's, you know, 20. So, which is the normal time for New York. It's this is what you get around this time. But, like, I, you know, I, I need it to cool the fuck down so that I have time to do everything. Because in my head, I'm like, yeah, I got plenty of time. I got plenty of time. Next thing I know, I'm going to have a snowstorm this weekend. Now I'm cut back another week. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I got time. The next thing I know, you know, Mother's Day's here. And I'm, I'm screwed. I'm scrambling, which is what I don't want. But it happens every single time. Uh, one last question I just thought about right now. Did you ever fix your ceiling in your kitchen? No. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I just thought about that. I was like. No. So I, uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> the multiple times that I, I was I was preparing to do it and looking at it and uh, I like I just don't want to do it because <laughs> it sucks. Like I know it's entailed. I've done that. That was my like my dad owned a company. So as a kid, you know, from the age of 10 to 25, that's what I was doing on the weekends on spare time whenever I needed some extra cash. Like I was putting drywall up. I was screwing in, you know, um, uh spackling sanding painting i don't want to do it because i know what it entails and so i said i told my wife i was like look cora's birthday is um in april uh april 4th and again we then we're having mother's day the following a month away so i she really wanted it done by her birthday and i said look i think we're gonna have to push it to mother's day let's get our taxes done so we can hire somebody once we get the taxes done we're going to just tie, bring somebody in and do it because I don't want to deal with it. Plus, I, the electric has to change. And I could have, you know, my neighbor Brian come over. I could have my brother-in-law help me do it. But I don't want, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm going to pay someone to do it and just to have them get it all done. And, and I don't think about it. So, but that will be done before uh, Mother's Day also. Um, so pretty much while I'm doing the patio, someone will be doing that. But I just have to wait until we get our taxes done, which which will be soon. And, yeah, I just, like, and then, I, then all the projects for the summer start. <laughs> yeah, I just I just filed mine. We're waiting, waiting to see back what we get. Nice. You wait. have someone do it or you do it yourself? I have somebody do it. And funny, so funny story, people people wonder why. Uh, I drive two hours to get my taxes done. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, okay, here's, here's the reason. My father-in-law went to this guy for like 40 years. Great, right. great dude. Absolute great dude. He's really good at what he does. He's getting ready to retire. So they moved from where my, my in-laws grew or my in-laws live uh, about right. an hour south. Um, if anyone knows where Monterey is, he's right by it. Um, so it takes me an hour to get to where I grew up to pick up my mother-in-law and then drive an hour down south to go to him. And he's so it says he's retiring soon. We could just scan everything, email everything to him, but like we like to meet up with him, kind of hang right. out and chit chat and stuff like that. So I think I think this year or next year is his last year doing it. And then uh, so I was like, ah, eh, go down, basically just go down there, make a trip out of it. But people were like, you drive two hours to get your taxes done. I'm like, yep, <laughs> yeah, you do what you gotta do. You know, I, my wife did ours all the way up until I started streaming. Oh uh, yeah. When I started streaming and I was actually making money from it, 
when she went to do it the the do it yourself online it it became very confusing because of the paperwork and the stu- the information that needed to be filled out for me so she's like i you know i got i'm going to have to go take this to somebody because this is too confusing so yeah. uh her her parents have someone that like you they used for years and we were like all right let's try her out and we bring it and it's it's so much easier like yeah, you're paying them, but like one, you're most likely going to get some more back than what you think, um, mm-hmm. because we weren't filling things out correctly. Um, or you're going to get too much, and you'll be scared. <laughs> right, right. So, and then, then when we we started fearing to buy the house, it was like we have to now because like it's just too much, you know. So, yeah, we drive. Uh, I would say it's about forty five minutes away. Um, but it's just it's it just makes sense. The only difference or the only issue, quote unquote, issue with it is getting an appointment because they book up quick. Like we got when we made the appointment, we had a book out. It was almost like six weeks out when we made our appointment and we made that appointment like I don't know three, four weeks ago. Yeah. So it, that's the only issue. If you're doing it yourself, you can wait till last minute and then just, you know, send it in and do it. So, but I do recommend if you're doing it yourself to, to just have someone, a professional look at it because you might be surprised. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of money, uh, quick little let's go, Brandon. Um, <laughs> so how's the gas prices by you, bud? Uh, gas station right by my house is $4.39. Uh, yesterday, I was a little less than half a tank and I filled it up and it cost me $60. So and I, yeah, and I drive a minivan. So right, right, <laughs> right around the corner from my house is the cheapest gas station in town. Five thirty-seven. Five dollars thirty-seven cents for gas. So when I so I drive a little a little tiny Honda, right? A little Honda right. Civic. It's about you know twelve gallons. Right. When I got this car a year ago, actually a year and a month ago. Uh, it was costing me from from empty to full twenty seven dollars. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's nice. I just filled up for sixty bucks. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So so sixty dollar fill up for you is a sixty dollar half a tank for me. Yeah. It, well, uh, what kind of van? You, you have a Pacifica, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, that's what my wife has. So it, it, she's paying the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Crazy. It's insane, man. It's, it's, Dude, well, it's, it's the fact that how much the change is from day to day. Yeah. Like, literally yesterday, it was like yesterday, the, ga- uh, the gas station right next to my house was literally, I'm not kidding, it was like 501, and then it went up 30, 30, 36 cents in a day. That's so, it's <laughs> insane. And you know what's, what's crazy is like, I have... I don't know if you guys are seeing it by you, but our politicians the last few days have been constantly repeating the um, issue of price gouging. Yeah. Which I don't know. Have you ever dealt with that in California? I'm sure with. Uh, uh, we have. Uh, I mean, not really by uh, me, but and uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. like the last time New York State really saw an issue with price gouging for gas was when we had a gas shortage after uh, Hurricane Sandy. Um, which was about nine years ago, uh, 10 years ago. And the reason we had a shortage was because the governor shut down the ports because of the water. The, the, it was, they couldn't get into the city. 
So all the so and then the truckers couldn't get over the bridges because the bridges were shut down. So we had when we we're on an island, we ran out of gas. There was there was nothing. Actually, I bought my last car. I bought because it had a full tank of gas because I had ran out of gas in my car and couldn't get it. And I was like, I need a new car anyways. And that, it had a full tank of gas, so I bought the car. I always so, said I I would I every car I've ever bought I've always said fill the tank up before I leave the park. I won't buy it unless it's a full tank in it. And they've actually yeah. ta- they've actually taken it and filled it up. Yeah, yeah. So. But that was that was the reason I bought, and it was, and when situations like that, they wouldn't do that. They do that now, but like at the time, like when they when I was driving by the dealership on the car, it said this car has a full tank of gas because that's how bad it was, and this went on for like two or three weeks. So when gas started finally coming back in, they fucking skyrocketed it. There was price gouging everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for the last two or three days, all our politicians keep repeating if you see price gouging let us know you know report it if you know it's illegal blah 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 blah. blah. meanwhile they're literally price gouging us right now the government is price gouging us and it's suck this sucks like they had this is how they have we got over the whole covid thing we find they finally freed us of that but now this is the next fuck you yeah so i <laughs> so i saw a meme the other day that said uh said COVID's over. You can you can go out now, and ga- <laughs> gas station's like the f- you can. <laughs> like, it's true. Yep. It's so true, man. It's so true. It's they they took away once they realized they had that power. That's it. They will never ever be back to where we were. There'll always be some type of gonna be restriction. Something. Yep. And then you know I saw a meme the other day. It was uh, it's the year twenty twenty four, and your electric car won't start because you were your social media doesn't align yes i think i saw saw you share that yeah and i was like oh my god that's so true it's so true gosh you know or you're not going to be able to pay you know you won't be able to buy gas or you won't your credit card won't work for three days because you you know you said something wrong mean on fucking social media or misinformation i had i i I think it's so funny uh i can't i was just talking about today i can't remember the guy's name who said the best way to deal with the gas prices is to go out and buy an electric car. I'm like, oh yeah, let me just, you know, let me just pull the sixty thousand dollars out of my bank account that's just sitting there, you know? Let me just pull, let me just pull that out and just go buy an electric car. Thanks, bud. You know, not you know, not you including. Don't think I looked at fucking hybrids and shit before I bought the vi- like. Yeah, you, you like, know, what's, but you, double what I was gonna pay. You know what's hilarious? People don't realize. Like a guy at work, we were just having this conversation. He goes, he goes, I might just, I might just go buy a Tesla so I don't have to deal with any oil. I'm like, you know, you still have to put oil in the car, right? Yeah. And he goes, wait, he goes, wait, what? I'm like, oil and gas are two different things, bro. You still need oil for the gears. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> Meanwhile, the batteries to run those things are fucking more environmentally damaging. Well, than and, uh, thank you. Anything. <laughs> well, just like what powers power plants, bro? What uh, like right. you guys don't Come you guys on, don't understand? Like people keep saying, like, oh, well, why can't we put a solar panel on a car? I'm like, do you know how much power yeah. it takes to run a car? Yeah. Like you would Dude. never, even if it was a full sunny day, you cannot. Yeah. There's not enough sun or solar panels strong enough to power a car. Yeah. You might make it five miles. Like, That's why most of those cars, the brake system is what's powering it in motion. Like that's where you're at. You're, while you're driving, every time you hit the brake, that gives you a little bit of recharge. You still have to plug the cars in, but all those cars, whenever you hit the brakes, because of the, the power that's being generated, you can't re- replicate that power with a fucking solar panel. No, it doesn't work oh, that way. It's just why, why do you, why do you, why do you think for your house, depending on the size of it. 
it's not just like one or two solar panels it's like 15 of them and then yeah. also like the, you know they they always say that they like i forgot what it was my dad had my dad has solar on his house um, and if you don't have it in a certain facing direction, like east to west, if you don't have that, you yep. can't get them on your house. Exactly, you have they to have it facing it. a certain way. It has it has yeah. to be a certain way. So, so, uh, and then you also realize that there's a there's a battery. Basically, like your house is almost powered by a battery pack that yep. stores up like a bunch of freaking energy yep. because yeah. you will run out of it if you you know if you don't have enough panels because it, it's not as strong as you think. Right. So no, it's it's ridiculous. And 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 then what's running that battery? What's built into that battery? You know what I mean? Like no one's thinking about that. Yeah, just because you don't have anything coming out of your exhaust <laughs> pipe doesn't mean that it's better for the better for the environment. It's really it's so. Right. And I keep I I like to point point this out to people. I, I've probably said it on Dazzling Gaming before, but if and I, I'm gonna debunk climate change real quick okay the, the climate changes mother nature has her period and goes through crazy you know <laughs> changes okay um it goes through it, they go through many mood swings or she does okay but if you really truly believe the ice caps are going to melt global warming and the water levels are going to rise these politicians wouldn't be buying 30 million dollar homes on the beach in florida okay yeah. and then number and then the other thing the other thing is billionaires wouldn't continue building beachfront property because in 10 years it's going to be underwater it's all bull crap you know right. so. i think i think there's a there's a good i think there's a good cause to try and go cleaner just yeah, i agree general. no I, I agree you know like if you want like for wind power like I, i'm i'm all for that stuff you know and being clean but when they bring it to the next the next level, then you're you're just like it's too much. See, I'm talking. Yeah, see, I'm talking yeah. about like when they try and like do the fear porn campaign, like they did with COVID, yeah. and it's like, yeah. oh, the, the, if we don't take care of the earth, we're all gonna be dead in ten years. It's like, oh god, like I gotta I gotta stop using hairspray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. my my hair. I mean, I don't have hair, but you know, <laughs> oh, the hairspray is damaging the ozone layer. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, before I get too far into this whole thing, um, so we were talking. I have a story to tell if you allow me to. Um, Absolutely, I've, yeah, I've yeah, talked I, enough. I, I, no, no, yeah, I know. I know you want to hear this once about, uh, and, and I know there's people at work at, at my job that uh, heard this story all day long. They were there, witnessed it. Who listens to the, to the show? So um, bear with me. I, I kind of summarize it, but yes, I almost walked off the job site today. I really, yeah. really, really want. Like I really, so I, I really wanted to just throw up the you know family friendly double barrel middle <laughs> finger and just walk out yeah I, I'm, I'm just tired of it so uh, i work on uh, at a bus manufacturer on assembly line building transit buses and we usually you know they try to go up in production before uh, we usually do six buses a day um and they wanted to go to seven now it cuts off about 15 minutes per line move that's a long time like for what we do right. it's a long time and people complain like i, I don't have time this and that so we were doing we were doing seven buses on tuesday wednesday thursday and i'm putting the side windows on so there's about 16 of them and each window takes about 20 20 uh 20 screws in the window frame so a guy puts the I'm trying to give you a little picture so a, right, a guy right. a guy put uses a window crane puts the window in the little opening and i'm on the inside and i gotta put all these screws in to put the window in now these are black windows with black window frames and I'm putting black screws in. And I keep complaining that the lights in the bus don't work. 
So, right. so, and obviously most of these buses have tinted windows. So what do you think happens when I put in about 10 of those windows? <laughs> I can't see. Dark. I can't yeah. see. Like, right. and I keep complaining about it. We have these like plugins for the lights and they, 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 they don't come on and I'm like in the dark. And then now you sped the lineup. So usually I would grab my cell phone with the flashlight and go around, look, double check my stuff. Now I don't have time. So uh, skip a little forward. So Tuesday, I made some mistakes. He told me about it Wednesday, and I he said, hey, you know, really cool about it. He's like, hey, if you get a chance, can you go? You know, you got like a couple buses up here. You gotta go look at a couple little write ups or whatever, because we're we're, we're short staffed, right? Mm -hmm. um, which makes no sense as well. So we're short staffed. We're speeding the lineup, and we're not because usually we have a pickup guy who does the write ups, like little tiny stuff. If you really really f up, they're gonna pull you down there to fix it, but. Right. You know, if you're missing one screw, you got this or that, and you know, oh, we'll fix it, whatever. So right. I come in today, and I get, first thing in the morning, I get a text message from the supervisor I'm working for, which, mm -hmm. mind you, I'm not in his department. I am labor pool. I'm there to help you because you're short-staffed. Right. Um, he texts me at 5.15 in the morning. We start at 5, and says, I need you to go get those get those uh, buses, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, I'm starting the day off behind. I didn't say anything to him. I, I, ignored, his, I ignored his text message, okay? I was like, number one, you shouldn't be texting me at work since you guys always complain about us on our phones anyways. <laughs> you can already see why I'm a problem at work. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, I, okay. Well, on that note, I will admit that I am not the easiest. I'm, I'm very easy to work with, but the, the reason they don't like me is I don't lay down and take the crap. I don't. Right. I will, yes. I will not just sit back and be like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, no, if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. So. Now, when I tell this next part of the story, understand, I know what I'm doing. I know what I can and can't say, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I'm doing the bus. He comes up to me at like 6.20 in the morning, already has an attitude, and he leans in the bus, says, hey, I need you to go take care of those buses right now. And I turn around and I go, dude, like in all seriousness, I don't have time. I'm finishing each bus with less than five minutes to spare. If I go down there, it's going to take me at least to walk down there, do the, do the job, take care of everything, get back. It's going to take me about 30 to 45 minutes. I'm going to miss like a whole line move. Now, here's the thing. And maybe you might understand this because I know you're not dumb. So mm -hmm. if I walk down there, I come back and I'm 45 minutes behind. What do you, what am I going to do? I'm going to rush, right? Right. We're so, going to make more mistakes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to make me go down there, make me come back, be in a panic. I'm, I'm going to be in other people's way. I'm going to try and hurry up. I'm going to make more mistakes. So I'm trying to work with them like, hey, if you can't get somebody to help, like, you know, can we do this later? Like, basically, I'm you know, you have to have overtime approved. I'm almost like hinting, like, just ask me to stay overtime. I'll stay the 30 minutes. I'll do it. Right. right. But he doesn't want to offer me that. So he starts, right. he starts, starts copping an attitude with me. Well, why can't you do it? Why can't you do it right now? You're supposed to be done in station anyways. I don't have time to look over my stuff and the lights don't work. So I can't even see, you know, right. and then like he now he's like oh, thinking I'm making excuses. Right. No, it's a legitimate thing. I've been complaining about this for weeks. Right. And um, so he starts giving me all this attitude. Then he, And then he goes, well, there's a fake. So between the driver window and another window, there's a fake window. It's just like this little flat window. It, it looks like one, but it's not. And right. we had to let a job go the day before. We were short staffed. So no one did that job the day before. They did it on overtime. He goes, I don't understand why you're so far behind. You didn't even have an effing fake window to do yesterday. I'm like, that's not even part of my job. That's my partner's job. <laughs> and then so what what really got me was after i said that to him i got mad because how are you the supervisor you don't even know what my job is right right so he, now i i have respect for people who want to say things to your face 
Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say it under your breath as you're walking away, that really pisses me off. Because you're saying right. it, people heard it, but you couldn't say it directly to me. He mumbles under his breath. Uh, so, uh, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but it was something about always bitching, effing crybaby, blah, blah, blah. So I, do I saw red i was pissed like that i no i'm not dealing with this crap today dude i've had such a long week i'm not in the mood so i lean out of the bus and i go hey come here and he turns around looks at me and i and i go you know what i will do it and he goes good you know the super bad attitude i said but while i go down there you better find somebody to come do this job and he goes i don't have anybody so he he's thinking i'm asking somebody to cover me while i'm going down there i go no i tell him no I'm going to go down there. I'm going to fix what you want me to fix. But on my way back, you better have a leave pass ready for me. I'm going home. Right. His face just went totally blank. <laughs> and, I, and, and I just kind of looked at him and then turned back around and kept doing my bus. And he walked away. So I'm like, oh, great. He's going to go call my actual superintendent, whatever. But I don't really care. Because number one, and let me explain this. It's not insubordination because I did not say I won't do it. If you say you won't do it, they can fire you on the spot. It's insubordination. Right. I was trying to find a solution. I was trying to find a way that we can work around this without me going down there. I did not say no, but then, so then, uh, so about 10 minutes later, we go to break our first break. We come back and I got people come up to me saying, Hey, are you going home? I'm like, dang, word travels fast. I was like, why do you ask me that? They're like, because there's a, the leave pass on the desk with your name already pre-filled out on it. I'm like, Oh, he thinks I'm bluffing. <laughs> I was like, oh, please bring that over here. Like, right. at this point now, I want to go home. <laughs> you know? Right. So I'm right. sitting there. I'm irritated. I you know, I keep working. All of a sudden, like an hour and a half goes by. Nobody says anything. Nobody comes up to me. <laughs> and I'm and so we're, we're, me and another another one of my buddies, uh, who probably is listening to this podcast, um, <laughs> we're sitting there like, I wonder why he didn't say anything. And it clicks why he didn't say anything or didn't push the issue. He did call my superintendent. He didn't come talk to me, though. He'll probably talk to me tomorrow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I left, if I would have left, they would have had to move one person to one job and move that that person off of that job to come cover me, and they would have had to let that same job go again. Right. That would be 14 buses that are missing the same job, and they have, they have to go do again. So I guarantee you my superintendent was like, you know what? Just have someone covered on overtime or something like that. Because if he right. le- if he leaves, we're screwed. So right. ultimately, I had the power. <laughs> and then he walked by me four or five times, gave me the stink eye, but didn't say a word to me the rest of the day. But I, but if, if there was one incident, like I, I really think I was on the edge. Because this, this isn't just like a new issue, right? This is an ongoing issue. Anyone that works there will tell you how bad it's been lately. I mean, think about it. We're having supply chain issues like everybody else is. So right. we, we have buses going down the line with no axles on. Um, they're like on these little stands. We have no axles. We're missing air valve, you know, thing. We can't sell these buses. They have to be 100. They're government paid for. We can't sell them unless they're 100% finished. So oh here, here you are trying to increase production on buses we can't sell. Right. And then you're not breaking jobs up like like mine that has a lot of work. And it's, you think about it, screwing and screws, you can't go faster. Yeah, no. You know, it's like it, it can only go one speed. So it's like it's just an ongoing thing. I'm so tired. I, I, I should have already been out of there by now. You know, I don't even want to get into that whole conversation. But it, it's just like I had enough. And if there was one more incident, if he would have came back, we got into it again. I might have just flipped him off and walked down and said, I'm done. 
Thank you for the ten and a half years. I'm out. But but I, I do want to say one thing. I, I'm going to be very harsh about this. If you're one of those people, so I, I posted on Twitter that you know just a thought. You know I don't usually post things like this, but I I, I wrote seriously considered you walking off the job site today. Mm-hmm. And I got a DM from somebody. I don't think they listen to this show. If they do, I don't care. <laughs> but I love when people say, if you hate your job so much, why don't you just quit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because my, my bills stop, bro. Like, my kids don't have yeah. to eat. I'm a single income. Yeah. I can just quit and be like, it'll be all right, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. I, I, that, is the, that is the dumbest advice that people give you. If you're not happy, <laughs> just quit and find something else. Yeah, it's that easy, bud. Yeah, I'm so glad okay. you live in Fantasyland. I, I- I would I would say find something else before you quit. That's what you're so thank you. But here's the problem. I live in number one. Okay. I live in California. Jobs aren't that easy to come by out here. And I don't I, I don't I don't share my exact hourly wage, but let me just say if you're making thirty five dollars an hour in California, you are still the right. lower, lower class. Right. Okay. Now I'm on a single income. I make good money, my bills get paid. I have a little bit I mean my wife is a penny pincher, but she gets mad when I spend Five dollars, but I, I I make ends meet and then a little a little bit extra to put away, right? right. I, but I'm not I'm not rolling in in, in dough, dude. Yeah. I have so many friends that live in California who work two jobs that make like twenty seven dollars each and they live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So it's not you know, and no one's gonna pay me, you know, in California what I make now for something else, especially when it doesn't involve the skill sets of building buses. Like if I worked at right. Tesla, Tesla, Tesla's in California. It's about an hour. Mm-hmm. It's about an hour drive from where I live. People who work at Tesla doesn't matter what your um, skills are. You know, hey, you guys do have a, you work on a assembly line. I work on a assembly line. They will only start you at eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, that's nothing in California. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you heard what the gas price is? They're five thirty six. Yeah. You're eighteen dollars yeah. an hour. You're gonna lose. You know, think about it. you make eighteen dollars an hour. That's three gallons of gas. Yeah. That's three Jesus. gallons of gas. So, 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's, it's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You know, I, and I, I was a manager. I was a supervisor. I was a manager. I was a high low driver. Like, I, I, I worked through, like, in same thing, warehousing. You know, it's, it's pretty much the same. I, you were on an assembly line. I was working assembly line, but more like the products were already done and it was just more packaging. Yeah. In, you know, and shipping to, to homes. So, like, it's still an assembly line, just a different type. And if if I understand the concept, if, the, if something in the front goes down, it just backs up everything. And, you it's, know, you you have to make sure that everything, everyone's doing their job at a decent speed because you still have to get out production. Yeah. And I've been on both sides. I've been the one that told that you have to, you know, do it faster, do it smarter, do it, you know, just do it. And then I've been the one saying we have to do it faster. We have to do it, you know. Yeah, and and, and everywhere you know? has everywhere. So every, yeah, everywhere has a different you know thing. And that's that, that was also the conversation we were having today. Like some uh, one of my coworkers was talking to me. He he was getting like more irritated about about it than me because now I could I could see if it was hindering what they want. It was it's hard to explain. It's a really dumb write up, but it's like well, very small. But but it's not hindering anybody else from doing their job. It's not in the way of anybody else. And the bus right. ain't going anywhere for at least eight to 10 days. Um, So it's like, that's why, and that's why I was trying to explain to the supervisor, like, look, it's a non-issue right now. We can deal with it when we have time. But if I get behind back here, also I have a partner too. And 
I don't want to, you know, if I was on a job that was by myself, I probably just went and did it. If I'm behind, I'm behind, whatever. But I have a partner yeah. I don't want to get behind because he can't get yeah. any, he can't get ahead without me. So it's like, we're, I'm going to be hindering both of us. So let me, let me start, let me start over back with the beginning of it where you had said it gets dark in there. You can't see, you've reported it. As a manager, the first thing I would say is if, if a supervisor came to me and said that they were having an issue with someone, like, like you just say your supervisor came to me because that's how it would have to work. They, they're still a chain of command. And if yeah. you're having an issue as a supervisor with somebody, they have to bring it to the manager because they can't do anything without the manager's approval. Depending on who's above the manager, then they would have to, they would have to, and how serious it is, how high up the line it goes. Um, so as a manager, if a supervisor came to me and said, I'm having an issue, this is what's going on. He said he wants to go home. The first thing I would say to you or to him is, was this reported? Was the safety issue reported of the bad lighting? Like, did, was, it, was it said to your supervisor or somebody besides a coworker on the line? Yeah. Right? That would be the first thing I would ask. If it wasn't, then that's on you. Like, no one knew that that was an issue. You're the one in the trench all day. You should have said something. And not saying something to the guy working next to you is not saying something. So as a, then I would say to the supervisor, did he say something? And yes, well, why didn't you fix that? Because that's where all this is starting from. So we had a safety manager. So that, or, or you know, that would only, like, any type of safety issue, that was their responsibility to immediately fix. So the moment someone brought up some type of safety or some type of concern, his job was to go there and study it and figure out why that's the concern what, and how to fix it for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, so why wasn't light, better lighting putting in, whether it's a, a, you know, a battery-powered light or a, you know, even if one that you have to get extension cords in there? Well, I don't know how the buses are set up, but like, that would be the first thing I would be asking. What, where's, if he complained about lighting, where is the lighting? Yeah. If he didn't complain about the lighting, then what's the issue here you know you know that's 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 as a manager when i you know when i was running warehouses you know hundreds of people that's how you have to you have to break it down and if you're not breaking it down then you're a poor manager that's what it comes down to or poor yeah. supervisor if you're not breaking that down yeah. that's just my two cents no i agree i mean uh you know one of the things and if people that i work with will love this one but one of their greatest sayings around there is always, oh, we're a family. We're a family. Yeah, we're a family when you want something from us, but when we need yes. something, we're not a family. Like, like, yeah. like, how many times have you guys tried to get us to stay overtime, and then you guys use that line saying, we're a family here, we all need to help each other, but then it's like, hey, I need help with this, and it's like, just get it done. I was like, wait right. I mean, I'm, at, I'm, I'm telling you what I need to get it done let's get right. it done and they, they just don't care it's like yeah you know it's it's crazy because like i said i was on both sides of it so i was you know like oh we got a pizza party on friday because we did a good job yeah. right oh because right? that's what oh. it is. that's what it is you get a pizza party or you got we got subway sandwiches for lunch today right? I, I have a great story about that in a second okay so then but then i've been on the other side of it there's not much as a manager or a supervisor that we can do to motivate or give morale besides like what i would always do to help with morale is i'd get on the floor and start working especially if things were starting to back up or if there was somewhere an issue i was the only manager that would literally roll up my sleeves and start doing whatever needed to be done whether it was labeling boxes whether it was packing whether it was sitting at the peanut station and dropping peanuts and and taping the boxes shut like 
You were that on. That was how I. That's how I felt to do morale. There was other managers and supervisors that felt that they that was beneath them. Yep. So their way of doing it was a pizza party. I'll give them pizza on Friday. They'll love me forever. And you're a fucking idiot. But do, <laughs> do what you got to do, dude. Like yep. I'm gonna go work on. And I got a lot more respect that way, especially when it was like. And I know this sounds bad, but like I would, I would kind of like bubble those up and like and and put them in my back pocket of all the times where like I could see someone was kind of struggling for a little bit and I come in and work with them for two hours and help them catch up because when I did need a job done guess who I'm going to and I need this done right away like Mm -hmm. hey man can you go hit this for me real quick yeah sure no problem and they go and do it and so like that's how I that's how I managed I was like you're you're literally having the conversation that we were having today because the supervisor's excuse at our work is because we're union, and when you're a supervisor, you're not union. So they, they, right. their excuse, like you, again, what what needed to be fixed was so simple, and their excuse every time is, "Well, I'm not union, so I can't I can't touch the bus," and it's like, dude, <laughs> it, like you seriously, like sure, yeah, come on, you're not gonna break your neck going and putting a screw in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And right, that, don't touch the bus. Yeah. Hand me the screws. Yeah. Hand me the tools. Like you don't yeah, have to touch, something. I'll touch the bus. Yeah. So the, so that's sit that, here in the yeah. trench with me. That's that, yeah. that's their excuse. And we literally had this conversation. Like what like we we were like as I was working, another guy on the bus was doing his job. We we're just talking, and I was like, dude, you understand? Like if he came over here and said, hey, can I borrow this? I'm gonna go do it for you. Um, do you know how much respect everyone would have for him? And then the next time yeah. he needs something, bro, I'd be all over it. Remember that yep. one time you helped me? I owe you yep. one. Thank you so much. Like, but instead, yep. it's always a no. I said do it. I'm 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 the superior. Go, you know, drop what you're doing right now and go do it. It's like, and you're not seeing our side of it, and that's kind of how right. it is around there. And like, I get it. You're the authority. You you you're the supervisor. I understand that. But like, again, when he came over to me, I was not trying to be confrontational. I was literally trying to have a conversation, and he wanted to start raising his voice. And anyone that knows me. That does not fly. I don't care if right. you're, I don't care if you're the. Pre- I've emailed the president of the company and had conversations with him. Trust me, we, me and him are are, are on pretty good terms. Because <laughs> we, you know, because when the whole like COVID thing was going on, I, you know, he would say in his emails to everybody, "If you have any questions, email me at this," and I'm I'm right there. And I right. would t- I would tell him my concerns and all this other stuff, like just like you know. Pff, Two weeks ago, when they the you know mask came off for off for vaccinated people and not for unvaccinated people, he got an email from me, and I said, "Hey, this is a hey, seriously, dude. Like this is you know and we 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 called it um um stop systemic vaxism." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I said honestly, you're 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 singling people out now by their medical choices when we all know, you know they. They were. I, I even said to the the president, I said, "You guys are hiding behind, C, you know, saying you're you're pushing on the CDC, OSHA, this and that. It's your company, and they've already announced that they don't work as they said they would. So if you're gonna do it for one, you gotta do it for all. Seriously. Right. And then two weeks later, they drop it anyway. So now we're not wearing masks at work. It's like, like you know, but it's like everyone that ha- was being forced to wear one, we were like, everyone's like, everyone talks this crap, right? But as soon as somebody says, hey, if you guys have any comments, let me know. They won't say anything. It's like, dude. Don't go on the bus and talk crap and then not bring it up. I hate that. Right. I hate it. Right. You know, right. you know, especially when like they're, you're asked directly, they'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. No, you tell them what you were saying in the bus. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm the guy that will tell you exactly what I'm saying to somebody else. I don't care. Right. You right. know, and that's, and that's why I'm quote unquote difficult 
to work. Yeah, well, I'm, not, well, I'm difficult I, for you, supervisors. So, okay, so if I had some, if I had some like you, I've worked with people like you. I've had people working for me that were like you. Um, not people like you, but like, it, so I'm, I'm like you to the point where I would speak my mind, but I would do it. I do it differently. Um, more like to not be, com to be combative enough so that they know I'm pissed and this is wrong. I'm still going to do the job. And that's what I think was what got me promoted because I still did the job yeah. like to, 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 to a hundred percent. And I would say my piece and then move on. Um, so that's what I think got me further in my career. Uh, but there's people that when, when you're, when you're saying something to them, they don't care. They just feel like they are authority. And that's when you have two people, when you have those two types of people, like I never had someone that was like, I'm the authority above me. Yeah. So I, if I did, I think there would have been a little bit more of combating because then it's like, well, if you're going to come at me like that, like then fine, I'm going to, uh, I'm okay with you coming at me as a manager, as a supervisor. I'm going to come back to you with my concerns, but then we move on. If you listen to me, at least listen to me sometimes, then I'm okay with it. But when you have someone that's like, nope, this is the way it is. Nope. Uh, you, know, you know, it's my, my word and my, you know, whatever I say goes. And then you have someone like yourself, you're going to butt heads hard. Yeah. Because not, and nothing, and then nothing is going to get done and then no one wins. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I wouldn't call you a problem. You know, we, we, we had names, you know, like, it wasn't problem child. It was, I don't know if I could say it on the, you know what? Skip. Say it. I was gonna, you just say, it, I don't care. I, I was nah, okay. Good. I was going to say like one thing I always say, like, like, okay. I know exactly how I am. Um, and one of their biggest problems with me is I talk a lot and I admit that I talk. I mean, look, I, I that's why I love podcasting. I love right. talking. I love talking to people and I talk to it, even people at work that everyone hates, like everyone doesn't like them. I can get along with you. I can get along with anybody. So mm -hmm. what, what passes my time at work while I'm work, while quote, while I'm working is talking and they mm -hmm. will, they will always complain that I talk too much, but my answer back to them every time is. Well, is my job done? Is the job done? Yep, that's it. Is that's it. my job done? Response would be. And that's then it. they've and actually the they've actually pulled me in in into my superintendent's office to complain about me talking. And the first thing I do is look at my union rep. I go, "Can you show me in the union handbook where it says I'm not allowed to talk?" Yeah. And he goes, "No, I can't." <laughs> so yeah, and I agree with you. Now, on the flip side of that, is the person you're talking to is their job done? Yes. That, uh, uh, that would be the only thing where I I would that would be my comeback to you because yeah, you have a point. Yes, your job is done, but John's job isn't getting done and John is the one you're talking to all day and that's where I have the issue. Yeah, that's what I, I would told I would totally understand that, but it's always uh if I'm talking, I'm talking while working. If they're not, whatever, I'm doing my job. That's on them. If we're talking outside the bus and we're just standing around, um I I, I always know that, that person I'm talking to, which is usually the same person. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I know you're listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> his job's always done too, which is the funniest part. It's like our our jobs are done, but you're still complaining. It it doesn't make any sense. But right. yeah, if jobs are done, then you know, and it's not a safety concern. You're not on your cell phone. You're not, you know, because like cell phones drove me crazy. I don't care if your job is done. I don't want to see the phone because to me, that's saying you're just showing disrespect. In the end, that's what it comes down to. Like, it's showing me disrespect by you being on your phone, whether your job is done or not, because now other people see you on your phone and their jobs aren't done. 
you know, and that's where I, that's the one thing that I hated. And I would always spin it as a safety concern. And that's how I got it. I actually, I was that douchebag that got it passed in our warehouse, you know, no cell phones, you know, past the cafeteria. You couldn't have it on you. It was like school. If it was, if, it, if you had it outside that cafeteria, it could be confiscated because wow. we had high lows driving up and down nonstop. And if someone's on their phone, it could be, it's like anybody else walking around. So, and if you got caught on your phone and you were moving, especially in the warehouse, it was immediate write-up. No questions asked. Because it was the safety concern. So that's how I was able to, like, really, I hated phones being out. And I was like, I got to figure out how to get rid of these fucking phones. And that's how it is. I, sp- I, went to the, I went to the safety manager, and I laid it all out. And I was like, it's a safety concern, man. If their phone, if someone is, is even if they slip up for two seconds, like, I want to pull my phone out and look at Facebook. And they're coming, they're walking down a, one of the alleyways, and a fucking high-low comes t- around that corner. They're dead. Period. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's a really good, 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 you know, good theory. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So put it into the, they can't come out of the cafeteria with them or it's confiscated for the day. <laughs> and no, no one wanted their phone confiscated. So, <laughs> but yeah, I was that douchebag. This, this guy. <laughs> well, our, ours, you know, we have forklifts going everywhere, but like not where we're working. Like I can, yes. I can understand if you're walking on your phone, which it does happen at our place, but. Uh, yeah. Usually, usually, yeah, had, uh, you, usually, if you have free time, you're usually in the bus on your phone, but and nothing's, nothing's, nothing's in the in the way hindering you. But yeah, well, we have people like high low. Yeah, you we had safety where you would like, uh, like if you go to like BJ's or whatever, and they have to take something off the shelf, they close the aisle. We would have that also. We would close the aisles, but the problem was our our warehouse in general was small. So the only way to get to the cafeteria was either walking outside the building and walking all the way around, which in the winter you can't do, or you had to walk through where the high lows were. So we had to like map out like pedestrian lanes and at certain times the high lows couldn't be like within three lanes of those of those pedestrian lanes, like three uh, aisles. Um, because it was just, it was just too much foot traffic. You're talking over like 300 people in a, in a very small warehouse and multiple shifts going to, to multiple departments, multiple shifts going to lunch and break. So, you know, it, we were like ants to these high lows, you know? So it was, it was a very big safety concern, but that's why we brought in a safety manager. And that's why we, you know, had to have a shit ton of safety rules. And if something was brought up about safety, it was immediately, like if you would have said about those lights within minutes, the first time you said it, the manager would have been walked on that bus with you. And you would have explained, like you would have shown like, look, it's dark in here. I'm working on black windows, black frames, black nuts. I can't see anything within 10 minutes there would have been lighting everywhere everywhere because of because of safety so that's what drives me crazy that you're saying that and if you complained about that like that's that's insane that's talk to osha because you could bring that up through osha yeah you could actually bring a whole crap it's a safety concern any any type of safety concern you can report to osha and and companies don't want the moment you say osha to most companies especially warehouses they they like immediately like oh, oh we know. we had that when we first moved in because where 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 we work it gets super hot in the summers like in the hundreds and right. they weren't kicking the air on this is how stupid people in california are if you're not from somewhere where it gets humid they don't understand so they they installed a bunch of swamp coolers um are you aware what swamp coolers do no swamp coolers are not 
air conditioning they might bring they might bring it down by like three four degrees swamp coolers are like only for taking the humidity out of the air Ugh. and so they, they're like oh the, the, those it's are going really yeah cooling. yeah they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're like well the, yeah they're like, looking it's moving it, it's moving so it's on i'm like that's not air conditioning it's a swamp cooler which i don't even know why we need it because in california it's dry heat <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, having family from new orleans i know what humidity is and i know what swamp coolers are <laughs> Right now, and, and so, but all of a sudden, people, dude, we had like five or six people um, get heat exhaustion in there and had to go, have to go home. And uh, next thing you know, someone called OSHA. Next thing you know, the air conditioning was on for a bit. You know, it's like, uh huh. Yeah. All of a sudden, you want to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was that was fun. That was that was fun. Yeah, was, that that would I, that's what I would suggest is is always. Safety concerns will always win the battle. We'll always win the argument. We'll always win the fight. As long as it's a legit safety concern. Like I said, cell phones drove me crazy as a supervisor. Because this was at the time I was only a supervisor. I wasn't even a manager. And it drove me absolutely insane. It was just a real bad, bad pet peeve. And I was like, I got to get rid of these cell phones. So I turned it. I presented it and turned it into a safety concern. Which it really was. Especially like... It's hard to explain if you've never seen the warehouse I'm talking about, but, you know, or the position of it. But that's how you win nine out of ten arguments is safety. Yeah. Safety, safety, safety. Because they can't argue safety because the moment it is on record that you brought up that safety concern and God forbid something happened to you, whether it's minor or major, they are liable. Yeah. 100%. Especially if it's on record, and and again, like I can't stress it enough because I've I've seen this over the years. Saying it to somebody that works in as a, as a direct coworker is not saying it. No, that that means nothing. It has to be said to someone of quote unquote authority, a supervisor, a lead. You know, even if you say if you have leads and you you say, you tell a lead like yep. th it's a lead's responsibility to move that up the chain. And the moment it stops, whoever stopped it in that chain, it's on them. That's on them. You mm -hmm. know, and even if you don't feel comfortable with going to, you know, a lead or a supervisor, go to someone that is of authority that you are comfortable with, with a safety concern, with a safety argument, and you'll win the argument every time. Guarantee it. Yeah. That's it... my two cents on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're almost about an hour. I want we're not gonna be able to get to the, the other one I want to talk about. But yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I did. I, since we did talk about our teaching bills last time, I wanted to get an update. Give an update on that drama. Um, so I'm gonna read a tweet from Jake Lucky. If you guys don't follow, uh, if you guys want esports news at Jake Sucky on Twitter. That's his. That's his tag. Uh, Jake Lucky is great for esports news. Um, uh, he tweeted that after the giveaway fiasco last week, Artesian Bills is looking to possibly sell their company and the streamer Trainwrex is possibly looking to buy them out. Artesian Bills tweeted, quote, at this point, we are examining a potential employee-led buyout of the company. Thanks for Thank you for your support. Then Trainwrex wrote back, check DMs, I'll buy the company and run it right. And then also uh, Power GPU, if you guys know that company, they make PCs as well. Uh, they they actually commented on that on that tweet and said once you do once you do we we can take care of all the remaining back orders they have from six months ago uh, and then tra train wrecks also responded back to them and said I'm down to talk if this goes through so 
essentially i would say our teaching bills has been canceled yeah. <laughs> uh our teaching yeah. bills also tweeted tweeted out uh the last tweet was they usually tweet a lot per day and they haven't tweeted since the 8th of march it said we are sad to announce effective now we are freezing and suspending all activities ongoing is analysis by outside console or council for reorganization to ensure fair treatment of clients creditors and employees we expect more info by month's end. We are open to assistance slash investment. So pretty much they've ended operation. Uh, they hid. You can't reply back to that tweet. But uh, I did see Power GPU, who is actually in the same area as them. Uh, people were asking. I guess they got a bunch of job applications in from a bunch of people. And they said, unfortunately, um, they can't hire anybody at the moment. But if, if they start getting a lot of... And it, now I see this almost like a selling point, but they were saying if they started making more money and getting uh, more PC sales, they might be able to bring in more employees. So they, the first people they're going to look at are people that are from Artesian Builds. But right. um, but yeah, so it looks like essentially. But okay, one I don't think we talked about this on the last time we talked about them, but we found out afterwards. I think you and me talk, might have talked about it. Um, the owner of Artesian Builds this isn't just because of that fiasco with the whole giveaway. Uh, and you know, if you guys want to hear that, go back and listen to uh, the last uh, Glock and Goldie Unchained. Um, apparently, the owner was in uh, tax evasion. Um, yeah, I like, saw like that. kind of like scandal. Yeah. There's a video on it on YouTube because, like, because you guys don't realize. I don't think people realize how much stuff is public knowledge you can find online, and right. you can actually look up the court case against him that he hasn't paid taxes in a certain amount of years. So we're finding out, we're, we're actually finding out that this, so everyone I dealt with at Artesian Bills, and I, again, I don't want to, I didn't want to crap on the whole company because I've dealt with other people who are very nice to deal with, who are doing their jobs right. I've never dealt with the owner or even talked to him, but we're finding out real quick how much of a douchebag he is. Um, You know, the, ta the tax evasion thing, the giveaway, the belittling of, uh, what's, I can't remember her name, but she's blowing up right now. She just applied for partner. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. Kayapia yeah. or something like that? Kayapia. Kayapia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, her, her social media has blown up. Again, any publicity is good publicity, guys. So make sure, so make sure you share this podcast with a friend. But <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Any publicity is good publicity. Even if, you, yeah, <laughs> even if you hate what we're saying, share it with a friend and say, dude, these guys are idiots. Listen to these guys. Yes, listen to us. <laughs> But anyways, no, yeah. So it looks like our teaching bills is gone. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't trying to cancel them. I just had to move my brand away from their brand because it, it, we just right. we didn't think alike. I'm not gonna get too far yeah, into it, but that, yeah, that's completely understandable for sure. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Our teaching builds. You <laughs> go tell Mixer we said hi. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, anything else you want to touch on? We're just no, under an hour. This is good. This is good. This All is right. fun. Again, if you guys if you guys are listening to this podcast on on my podcast, the Glock Nine Show, make sure you guys go follow Dads in Gaming. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it. And if you're on Dads in Gaming, you can always find my podcast, the Glock Nine Show. Same platform. I think we're on all the same platforms. So yeah. for myself and Goldie, we appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the show. You can find us on all major platforms from Apple to Spotify, Podbean, Pandora, and many more. 
if you enjoyed this episode make sure you share with a friend it's the best way to help this podcast grow also if you're on apple Podcasts or spotify don't forget to leave us a review we greatly appreciate it as always stay safe stay blessed and we'll see you on the next episode